Introduce your show, sir. Go for it. Hey, it's the Rebel Taxi Pizza Party podcast on YouTube.com forward slash RebelTaxi99.com. It's me, Pan Pizza, and who are you people? Why did you Why did you do it like that? You uh, that know was what so it is. Uh, what the fuck? Okay. That's um, Nolan. I'm Nolan. Izzy, and we have a special guest. Who the hell is who this? Is? Hello. Hello. My name's Emrys. Username Borishu or well Borishu underscore art usually, but not Buroshi. Not Buroshi. <laughs> um, it should be because we're recording in October and it's Halloween, bitch. It's Goftober. Oh yeah, that's right. You know, you're right. That's that's what my username used to be, and then uh, I think right now it's something really stupid that I tried to do something spooky for Twitter. Goftober. Oh, it's just Wermeris. That's what it says. Who are you exactly? Me? Describe yeah. what you do on the internet. Yeah. Oh god. Um get into fights. Uh-huh. Talk about knives. Um Oh. Oh no, Norbert, go home. No, that's not that's not okay. Uh yeah, so I, I do like storyboard freelance. Uh, I also do like paper art, a bunch of other like art stuff. Um mm-hmm. I'm interested in horror podcasts. I don't I always fail this part of job interviews when they ask me to explain myself. Why are you so, here? That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, why? I don't know, Nolan. Why am I here? I think I'm here because I like animation. That's oh. and, yeah. And, and... K- K- <laughs> Katrin recommended you to us, so here you are. And you also we also bonded together over a reading of Happy Appy. That's so. true. And so, my anime girlfriend that I made you listen to. Yes, you made me listen to that scary story, and it was the worst. Um, and since it's the month of spooks, I will discuss this scary story, because if I had to be subjected to it, you all do too. So basically, um, my lovely friend here, um, who I'm going to call the fucking fiend, uh, decided that, hey, you know what? Um, we're I'm not... Uh, Nolan, you're gonna listen to the spooky story, and I'm like, okay. It was called My Anime Body Pillow. Oh yeah, and Pan 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 can relate to this one. Um, Essentially, it's a a spooky story about how this like fucking incel kid is like, man, I don't have sex often or whatever at all. (laughs) Yeah, ever. And so he buys this like cheap body pillow on a on like a foreign website. It's not an official one, and he gets it. And he like starts cuddling with it, and it's really embarrassing and awful, and I hate it. And uh, he he like feels like a heart palpitation, and it's like, oh man, my body pillow is coming to life. My waifu is coming to life. And if that wasn't the part that made you fucking cringe, uh, just you wait. Um, so basically, what happens is uh, it turns out that the heartbeat is um, a spider egg. And it bursts, and then it kills. It nearly kills him. It kills his brother, and then his parents are like, "You killed our anime fetish or whatever." But like most importantly, the brother's like the dream son. He's like the jock that has all the popular friends and everything. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. he's the cool one. And the and the our protagonist, our two relatable protagonist, is a fucking loser, and you do not sympathize with him at all because he is basically like the poster child of Elliot Rogers everywhere. <laughs> You left out the um, best part of the pod, like of that episode, though, which is where he like grinds himself off to the spider pillow. Yeah, 
yeah, while while this the spider egg is like hatching in the pill, he's like grinding against like, oh my god, Himachi or whatever her <laughs> fucking name is. Something like that. It's so fucking embarrassing. And then at the end of it, like he he gets like his legs amputated. And at the end, I'm just like, good. Well, <laughs> You can't go anywhere where you can harm me. So. And he's, he doesn't even, like, regret it. He's just kind of, like... He, he basically is, like, the nerd version of, well, at least I got some, even though I was, like, fucking some spiders in an anime pillow, and also my brother's dead, and also I'm paralyzed. <laughs> this reminds me when um, Hot Topic was selling a body pillow of uh, Yoko from Gurren Lagann. Um, <laughs> they actually had, like, some poor kid, some poor shirtless kid model the body pillow on their website. It's like, wow. Oh, no. I hope that they pay that kid well. They didn't. No. They didn't. I can guarantee you they did not pay him well. Um, but uh, if you look at the photo, he looks very proud of himself. I'm going to... I'll make it the profile pic for the the podcast. But um, where do I, I'll put it in the recording chat. This poor slub. May he score another day. This song is called I Am So Sad. I Am So Very, Very Sad. It goes a little something like this. Nice spot pilgrim reference. I like Scott Pilgrim. I love Scott. Oh. I love Spot. I love Scott Pilgrim. Even if it is like, you know, one of Edgar Wright's worst movies. <laughs> Still did a great job, no. which goes to show how good of a dream. Look, well, that's a very high I bar mean, to be the lowest bar of, you know? Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Like, Scott Pilgrim is like, Scott Pilgrim has a lot of story issues. And uh, the fact that that's like one of Edgar Wright's worst movies just goes to show how talented of a director he is. Yeah, well, because, like, Scott Pilgrim, the movie is just very, like, it's all, like, visuals, and there's really not that much substance to it. Yeah. Like, if you take away the video sub- game reference, like, what's left? None of the characters are all that likable. This, there, there is substance. I like think Wallace movie. is pretty likable. Okay, lo- okay. The, the two main characters are, it's as <laughs> interesting as watching two wet noodles smacking into each other. Yeah. Oh. Like, if, if, if they cut out Scott and Ramona and just, like, made the, the rest of the movie about the background characters, best movie ever. Yeah. Well, the, the the point is that Scott is supposed to be an unlikable douchebag, and yeah. he learns to be better. But the problem is the movie doesn't go to the details. The manga, the mango. <laughs> okay. To be fair, I just I was just at Half Price Books earlier today, and like I was like, I wonder where Scott Pilgrim is because I want to buy the colored version because they updated the art and it looks really nice. And um, I couldn't find it. And then my friend Sue points goes, oh, it's right here. It's in the manga. Perfect. (laughs) I'm glad at least I'm not the only one who made this mistake. But regardless, um, yeah, no, in the in the books, they they hold Scott. They hold Scott a lot more accountable for his actions. And in the movie, it's like, man, I was pretty douchey. I should probably stop that. I don't feel like he even has a moment where he truly acknowledges that he's douchey. He's just kind of like, well, you I know, should they, stop. They, yeah, they, they, they like, they like give him a hero arc instead of like what they do in the, uh, the books where it's like, oh man, I've been a real piece of shit. I don't think I deserve Ramona back. And then Kim is like, well then be better and earn her back, which is a lot better than in the movie where it's like, yeah, then. Yeah, the book the books are a lot better in I terms agree. of the story. There there's substance in the movie. It's just the problem is that like it was edited poorly and then they changed the ending. They like set up knives and uh Scott to be like the end couple, and then in the last minute they change it to back to Ramona. Well, because like even Ramona's like you two make a good couple. Knives is seventeen. Well, you no, know, she, like honestly, she's eighteen by the end of it. Well, that's still weird. So, Scott and Ramona I, are like the uh, indie comic equivalent of. Uh, of joker and harley where like everyone like 
like romanticizes their relationship as this is the thing we want to go and then it's just really not that great of a relationship yeah it's kind of like how people say like oh man i really want to be like romeo and juliet and like you know they both fucking die right (laughs) they're but they were both (laughs) stupid teenagers who like were over the top dramatic and committed suicide because also like teenagers is pretty generous given that like what juliet's like 12 or 13 oh close enough she's she's a baby Teenager, teenagers and kids is the same thing. Look, the, the people lived like 30 years back then. That, that, that's like a senior citizen back then. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's fair. The Transformers will return after these messages. Hi there. It's me, your old pal Robo Buddies. And I'm here to announce that I have a Kickstarter. Wow, I'm selling shirts. These shirts are made to order, they're going to be printed locally, and the designs were commissioned by fans of RoboBuddies. So if you like my show, or if you like dumb words, you can hop on down to the Kickstarter and check out some cool designs for some cool shirts. There's free shipping everywhere. The shirts are $30 for one, $50 for two, and $70 for one of each of the three designs, and free shipping for anyone in the U.S. or European unions, with a flat rate of $10 for anyone outside. Anyway, thank you, and I... We now return to the Transformers. Also, uh, I think I think the books actually like lampshade that fact that like, oh, this is not an idealized relationship, even though people think it is. Mm-hmm. If I remember, I could be wrong. Well, you have yeah, to remember no. that like mainstream media is always misinterpreting things and always like just kind of looking at things in a very like uh, they don't scratch. They they won't pass the surface. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Unlike Oz intellectuals. Yeah, I want a girl with dyed hair. That that's great. You have a girl with dyed hair. Shh. Yeah. You, <laughs> you're like literally dating someone who dyes her hair. Shh. Which, by the way, I refuse to draw her in anything but uh, turquoise. Yeah. It's you great. Izzy, you're breaking the, the immersion. Dream. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. No, uh, Pan, is... you're a fucking cock, and you always will be. Oh. Let me step on your balls. Uh-huh. <laughs> Izzy, you can't step on his balls. He doesn't have any. He got spayed and neutered. Oh, that's, that's true. That's fucking true. Stop submitting to that, my sexual humiliation fetish. Pan, is, is Pan. this more in character? I don't know yeah, this anymore. Is, this is good. This Where is fine. Where the character end and the humiliation fetish start? I don't know. By the way, Pan, I've been wearing heels more often. Oh I don't really God. care about heels. Is it too late to be like, hey, I don't want to be on this podcast? I think I'm, just gonna go. I'm more like boots. Uh, boots are awesome. Melissa. Oh my fucking God. Um, <laughs> and, and you can't. And unfortunately, you can't leave because uh, you signed a blood contract. While you were signing the contract, I cut like the top of your hand and then a little blood got on the paper. So, mm. yeah. Um, also, Spose here saying get out while you can. Um, he le- he wishes he could leave, but he lives with me now, so he can't leave. But um, since uh, so like since M clearly doesn't want to hear about pansexual humiliation fetish <laughs> in front of hundreds of people, um, I think we should get on to the theme of this episode, which is talking about spooky, scary stories. That uh, we have a theme. Really what? Last time well, we had a theme, and... it, it went on for like three hours. You know what? We'll make it work. It'll be fine. This will be fine. Mm. And then uh, if it's not fine, Pan, you can edit in a voice clip that says, turns out 
it was not fine. No. Okay, someone in the comment just said you can we can never escape the pizza party. It does make it sound like the pizza party podcast is actually like a creepy pasta lore. <laughs> pizza party is kind of a lifestyle, honestly, because when I was in school, people like recognized me. And one guy like tried to get my phone number and I was like, no, no thank you. I don't know you. He was he was nice, but like it, it got weird and uncomfortable. But anyway, so um we were reading creepypastas together and i thought hey why not just talk about bad uh animated like theories or hoaxes or spooky stuff like that that people like because i figured hey that'd be good enough to last us an hour or two and maybe questions i don't know but yeah so um i'm glad you discussed it with the rest of us well you know i figured you guys would be okay with it i am but i'm still gonna be a shit about it no, no, I know. It's fine. This is fine. It's fine. It's fine. But anyway, so uh, I figured since M is the guest, would you like to share a spooky story or animated theory or hoax that you think is really dumb or anything you, you know? Sure. Uh, I always hate the the like scary theories that people try to make um about like kids shows where they're like it was all a coma and so and so secretly been in the a coma this entire time over the like, garden wall the yeah huh over the garden wall okay to be fair that one probably is them in a coma. yeah yeah that one is like the one where there actually is that but like, yeah. like i'm talking like um rugrats it's all in yeah drug rats. So, like rugrats or like the pokemon theory uh where they're like oh ash is in a coma and like all the the characters represent his different personalities and no, his like but... latent sexual fetishes which is like a weird one um wait what or, like the yeah have you not seen that there's like there's like one that's like oh yeah like jesse and james represent his burgeoning sexuality which is why they're like older than all the other characters and some shit like it's it's something i have no idea where to find this theory now but i know that i've read a bunch of these because like people like non-animation and non-art people will post it on like facebook like people from my hometown normies like post it to be edgy and they think it's really cool normies (laughs) yeah the normies um so it's like those ones or like the there's like the fo- what the foster home for imaginary friends one which is like that um oh god what's the redhead girl frankie uh, frankie that like frankie is like mentally ill and she's imagining all the imaginary characters like in an asylum or something like that like just dumb stuff like that um super spo says that explains we're blasting off again it's an allegory for ejaculation oh <laughs> it's yeah it's an interesting one, but that those are, I mean, there's tons of them out there and I, it's just kind of sad. I feel because it's like, I feel like most of the time they're really not well thought out theories to begin with. And also like people just can't accept the fact that cartoons might be made for children. Like, which is, I don't, I don't think it's even that. I think, I think it's like the, uh, it's I, to me, it's more like there's no such thing as escapism. Everything is a dark reality. Mm. Mm, well, yeah. yeah. That's the one thing is that, like, uh, as we've seen by pop culture reactions, that if you darken something or make it gritty or, like, you know, make it almost gothic, it's all of a sudden a better interpretation. But the moment you make it something more lighthearted, cute, colorful, um, it all of a sudden it's immediately the worst thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a shame because I feel like there's some, like, there's a lot of wonderful things to be taken out of things that can just be like lighthearted like sometimes a joke is just a joke and sometimes things are just happy because the rest of the world has gone to shit and you're a lot of happy for once 
you're allowed to be cathartic about things. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of cathartic, um, one of my favorite Pokemon theories is uh, the origin of Nurse Joy. Oh boy, tell me. Uh, so basically, Nurse Joy is like, hey, uh, you look a little tired while we're he healing your Pokemon. You can come rest in our Pokemon Center, but don't do it. It's a trap because <sighs> she's going to like doll you up and turn you into another Nurse Joy. <laughs> All those Nurse Joys that look identical, it's actually other Pokemon trainers that they caught, hypnotized, and then returned into Nurse Joys. Wow, is that a real, that's an actual theory? This was a reading done by Mr. Creepypasta. I can I can get it. I'm not Incredible. I'm not fucking I'm not fucking with y'all. This is this is the true story. It kind of sounds like dollification fetishism. Yeah, that's oh, kind of yeah. what I was thinking too. Because I can't imagine changing someone's face. Like my first initial thought was like they probably put a mask over her head. And isn't it weird that every Nurse Joy's lips never move? Mm -hmm. <laughs> well. The fucking Ooh. shitty graphics could attest for that. Oh my god. Uh, Stop defending this this bullshit theory. Yeah. Fuck you, Pan. God damn it. Yeah. Oh wait, I'm not allowed to say fuck you to you anymore as a joke because that means I'm just taking the show from you. I'm sorry. <sighs> yeah. Every joke I make towards my friends is wrong. But uh, man, oh, there's just Nolan, like... There's this, this reminds me... Um, Oh, okay, so this reminds me, like, uh, when me, so. Sundere, and Neska were making Let's Plays together, like, they were just, like, berating me and telling me I ain't shit and just fucking just basically shoving me in the locker, verbally speaking. And oh, <laughs> occasionally boy. Neska would get comments saying, why are you guys so mean to Pan? He invited you over to play video games <laughs> and eat uh, cake on his birthday, and you all just make fun of him. What's your guys' problem? Right, Neska? Yeah. Yeah, you hear her say yeah. She's oh. in the room right now. Yeah, Hi, Neska. Hi, Izzy. Neska, get on here. She's playing yeah, Splatoon 2. But um, I'm spending quality time with my Inkling and my Octoling. Something that Pan doesn't do. Shush. Oh. <laughs> my fucking God. Speaking of uh, Splatoon, <laughs> I bet there's some creepypasta theories well, about it. Uh, it's kind of canon because like, they live in a post- Apocalypse world kind of deal. Yeah, that's not, a, that's not uh, any lies or anything. Mm -mm. And she's gonna talk to us. She should come closer to the mic so it picks up for the podcast. Yeah, this, yeah. The switch is portable. You dingus. I'm just gonna look up Splatoon creepypasta now and see what the first thing I find is. Oh boy. Um. Oh, one of my one of my other favorite creepypastas is one for Gumball called the uh, the grieving. I think it is. <laughs> oh no. Um. <laughs> it's basically like a lost episode type deal. Except it's like, uh, it has all the cliches like, oh, they're static. Oh, the characters are doing something they shouldn't be. Oh, it's graphic, etc. But the best part is the creator of the show reaches out to the protagonist and goes, yeah, we made that episode as like a joke, like to make fun of a friend's dead kid. We shouldn't have done it, but we did. And it's like, in the context of the story, like, it's just so dumb. Just the creator just comes forth and ruins his career or potentially ruins his career over a fucking like episode that could have totally been made up, even if it wasn't in the context of the story. It's just so dumb. I love it. It's such a bad story. I Give me mm -hmm. more, please. Oh, for, OK. For a second, I thought like the actual creator tweeted about it. No, no, no. Um, In the context of the story, oh. the guy comes up like. The guy's like, has have any of y'all seen this shit? And then the creator DMs him on Twitter and goes, 
yeah we did that <laughs> don't tell anybody it could oh, be sure. me yeah it's, it's so it's it rem- so fucking dumb I speaking love of it. creepy pastas that could have been real uh there was that time when we had a uh, the writer the head writer of clarence and voice uh spencer rothbill on and he was talking about how he wanted Oof. to have an episode where clarence fucking dies and becomes a ghost Oh, yeah, that's right. Izzy owes me an animation from that, don't you, Izzy? Oh, oh God. Okay, first of all, stop no- stop uh, reminding Nolan about bets we had. Yeah, yeah, Izzy. You, you fucking cheat. Please, Skank. Nolan. You fiend. Recap what? what happened. Oh, okay, I can do that. So, um, Izzy, while we had Spencer Rothbell on, Izzy made a bet to me. I didn't do this. This wasn't, this wasn't provoked by my own... Uh, Will, this was Izzy who did this to me. No, no, like, no, no, no. Okay. Yeah, if you're no, not going to tell no. the story correctly, then we're not going to tell the story. I am telling the story correctly. You're like, hey, Nolan, if you can get him to say, like, I'm wrapped No, up okay, okay. You need oh, a preference oh. that we're texting each other individually on Discord oh. while it's mm. happening, and you're like, mm. I, I kind of want to get him to say something. Or, or not, that's something. You, you said something along the lines, like, you kind of want to get him to, like, get a, a rap type thing. Like, it wasn't so much that like I came out of nowhere and was like, oh, hey, Nolan. You, you did. You should do this. Liar. You were like, You're I kind of want to do this. And I go, oh, if you totally do this, I will animate it. Oh, wait. Yeah, no, yeah, that is how it happened. Never mind. I'm a liar, I guess. You were trying to paint me as this, like, manipulative. That's, that's like... how I remembered it. I totally misremembered. It was my bad. <laughs> I... <laughs> Nolan always just, like, alters his memories to, to put you as a manipulative person. No, He's DMing not... about this specifically. It's totally true. No, that is not true, Shifty Guys. <laughs> so you guys were talking about spooky things, and I recently found this YouTuber called Fantastic Daily. He did some interview with this, like, creepy Twitter dude that apparently worked at, like, those um, secret facilities or whatever that are, that hold cryptids or whatever. But he's got, like, a Twitter, and he did some sort of, like, interview with them to the point where he just sounds, he, he's either... He's either A, very good at bullshitting and sounding convincing, or B, actually works at a secret facility. Essentially, his interview made me scared of, like, national parks now. <laughs> that apparently that's where they send all the cryptids and aliens uh, yeah. to go feed and... and uh, God, I wish! To go feed David and, like, Paul hunt is a humans. Fraud. That it was connected to the, I think, what is it, the four 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 one like, the missing people or something like that, that go missing in parks a lot. Mm-hmm. And they, they're never found, ever. So let's go to Yellowstone and get Yellowstone. I, I want to go. I want to go find the staircases in the national parks. Everybody, the staircases to heaven. It's a, it's another spooky story called um, "I'm a Search and Rescue Officer in like a national park." This is my story. It's some of the best uh, spooky stories because they're like kind of like fan fiction based off David Pollard's uh, uh, stories from national parks, like four one one cases that are really fucking weird. And one of the recurring themes is that, like, just randomly, for no real reason, there are staircases just just there. Oh. And if you go on them or go near them, fucked up shit will happen. I'm <laughs> really into that. That is my exact MO. Is that like no, the, no, but... the escalator to nowhere from The Simpsons? No, no, it's, it's weirder because it's literally just like staircases, just like staircases you'd find in a house. Just mm-hmm. in the middle of the woods for no reason. I love and that. The whole, and the whole series is like that too. Like one of my favorites, which I'm fine with spoiling because I don't think people will appreciate it like I do, which is not like an insult or anything. That's just, I have weird taste, 
But anyway, so the story is um, like it's obviously like a series of vignettes, like small, tiny stories in this one big one. And this Wait, guy goes, sorry, real quick. Are you spoiling like an, a huge overall arching plot in this or just like a small thing? Just one of the small stories that I really okay. like. Okay. I don't know if people will like it as much as I do, though. Okay. Because just it's it's one of those things that sounds silly at first, but anyway. Um, so it, one of the search and rescue officers is walk, walking around the woods, like following up some report that there's like a weird noise or something's going on. And uh, as he's walking about, he hears like uh, just noises and he's like, what the fuck is going on? And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he sees this man just like doing like back handsprings towards him. Like in the, in like an uneven part of the woods, and he like acknowledges like yeah this sounds stupid but like if you were there seeing this guy doing perfect back handsprings like like towards you you're you'd be fucking freaked out too and I'm just like yeah that is silly and then you think about it and you're like actually just picturing like myself in the woods seeing that it's just like what the fuck I can't no, even, don't I, do I don't it. even know what back handsprings are like you flip backwards land on your hands and then like jump off like that you know like spring off your hands. Oh, okay. Like doing some Kim Possible shit? Yeah, and he was like coming directly towards the guy. If that sounds silly to you. You just gotta like, you just gotta put yourself in that situation. You're like, oh, geez. Ooh, no, I don't like that. I don't want to see that. <laughs> and like, the, the the stories are full of that. Just like weird, no explanation type deals. Like, you don't get like, you don't get an explanation. It's just like, it's just, it is what it is. And it's gross and I don't like it. And that's why I love Search and Rescue. It's spooky. It's very spooky stuff. I'm going to listen to that later. Yeah. I'm very excited about that. I will give you I will I will give you a playlist right now and put it Hell in yeah. uh, the chat too. Cause uh it's good shit. I really like it. I think it's a very good story. It's not like uh it's not like there is body horror and it gets really sad sometimes, but most of the stories are just like this weird thing happened. How did it happen? I don't know. And that's why it's so freaky. So yeah. yeah. I love this. Search and, res search and rescue officer. Go listen to it. I will. Good, good, good spooks for October. But also, um, anybody else got some uh, spooks that we, we, you want to share with the class? I mean, I have an ungodly list, so I'll let anybody else go first. Just anything you've heard. It doesn't have to be animation related either. I know. I don't remember. Like, I, I legitimately don't like have anything to give you because I have a really shitty memory when it comes to some of this stuff. Wow. How yeah, like I remember there was a creepy pasta called Appy or something. Where it was like <laughs> cartoon <laughs> Apple? I don't know. Yeah. Like, that, that, we're familiar. We're familiar. We know. We know. Oh, oh. Okay, here we go. I don't have like an actual um like creepy pasta story, but like for whatever reason, creepy pastas have like a huge fan base, especially like um like I, I've learned that at conventions, at least like two or three years ago, if I drew something Steven Universe oriented or something creepy pasta oriented, um, I will most likely sell them, right? Like that, those are things that sell. And um, there's this one kid. I think he was dressed up as one of the creepy pastas. I can't remember which one. Maybe Ben Drown. But his his parents like talked. Oh yeah, he loves this stuff. I don't understand it. He like this kid's like really young, and like he just like looked at me with like dead eyes, just like. I love this. <laughs> like, 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 just like super. It was the creepiest thing ever. Like, my, my, like the person, who was, my booth friend that was with me was just like, "What the fuck was up with that kid?" <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Uh, 
incredible. That kid could oh, probably God. see ghosts. Reminds me of that one vine with the kid going, yes! And he keeps <laughs> with the ball going, yes! We were using a shitty uh, Ouija app last night, and apparently we contacted a needy demon hoe. Mm. And uh, Pan Ooh. missed it, but when it came, when Pan came in, the ghost into thing, the room. Yeah, when Pan came into the well, duh, <laughs> when Pan came into the room, uh, the ghost thing started talking, saying all these weird things on this uh, shitty like ninety nine cent app. <laughs> you you spent ninety nine cents on that shitty app? No, it was free, but it oh. was like you know, it was like turbo seance. Spend um, like ninety nine cents to yeah, not have to touch the plank. Yeah, I asked know. my I asked my quote unquote mom friend if it's okay to use a a, a Ouija board apps and she's super she's real superstitious and she says nah it's fine uh ghosts only prefer analog so it's it's fine <laughs> fucking also liars. turbo seance is my new handle i'm changing it that's my yeah. branding from now on I, yeah, yeah do it i like that turbo seance do it uh do it man that reminds me of that one app where it's like you could ask this ghost anything online but what you had to do was like you had to type the answer in the question by using a specific like HTML like input. I forget what the somebody Dude, that here reminds me of middle me. school. They they used to have those like ask Jeffrey or whatever weird things on it was the some, uh, yeah. But it was like a website. Like that. Yeah. Yeah, it was like on a website. Yeah. And, and uh, I remember once the kids were freaking out like they were just losing their shit, going like, "Oh my god!" They asked uh ask what what it says on nesca's shirt and so they did that and it, i forgot what shirt i was wearing but they fooled the whole room oh shit. it was really sad i also looked up my death date and apparently i'm gonna die when i'm 60 so that's unfortunate mm. but Tasty. you know yeah like 2047 or something something like that i don't know but uh or 2067 maybe i, I was gonna say because like 2047 is like 20 years from now and you're not 40 <laughs> Yeah. I'm close. No one's not 40? What? I'm it's close. Really also, Actually, am I the shit, baby of this group pasta. again? No, go ahead. What? Oh, I just said, am I the baby of this group again? Like, are people actually that much older than me? Um, How old are I'm, you? I'm 22. I'm yeah. 23. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not that. I turned 23 soon, but I, I, I've been... Go every time I go out to, to like... Um, Sorry, I didn't mean to tangent. Izzy, you were you were about to tell something. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Go for it. Uh, I was just gonna say, like, every time I go out to like um, animation meetups or like groups or like I went to a symposium like a week ago, I'll be at a table talking to people and it'll be great. And then I'll like mention my age, and everyone's like, "I'm like 27 to 35," and I'm just like, "What the? F I'm a baby." That just I'm means you're more talented. I'm, I'm I'm closer to Jim than I am anyone else. <laughs> Also, I wouldn't say that I'm more talented. I'm still unemployed, so like at my young age is not doing me any benefits here. Same. <laughs> yeah. Okay, then let's go universe. When is it on? Oh, right. The OKKO OK crossover event in two weeks on your Cartoon Network. People are um people want us to talk about crossover nexus. Oh, I haven't yeah. seen it. First off, I just want to say that uh. Uh, Cartoon Network is having their uh, CN Academy, and uh, Ian Jones Cordy was nice enough to um, to write me a letter of recommendation. Aww. So now let's talk about the special, and and let's hear how Nolan's angry about the show today about Ian's. That work. was a nice humble brag right there. Yes. <laughs> Is it humble at all? No, he always brags about things. I'm... That was not only a humble brag, but it also smoothly transitioned into trying to put me down, which I won't fall for. <laughs> yeah. 
So, uh, question, Pan, was did it feel good to just jerk off on all of us? <laughs> Probably. He gets no. off on that stuff. <laughs> no, shush. Oh my god, it's it's all over my face. No. Oh no. Uh, At least you're not in mouth. person with him. It's even worse. Probably okay, so talkies. So Google <laughs> uh, Google Nexus, uh, which was a tablet. No, crossover Nexus. Oh, I had a lot of complaints about it, and then Ian Jones Cordy just like I guess he knew there was going to be complaints because it really wasn't really that strong of a crossover. Um, and then like he just like defensively like throughout like debunked all or not debunked but like had like oh yeah for anyone Explain. that says this it was originally intended to be this so he like made like a really long tweet uh thread where it was just talking about like what the intentions of the crossover was and then what stopped them from doing what their intended thing was. So, like, I think everyone here could probably say that the, sh the, the special would have been better if it was a half an hour long. Yeah. I mean, I still enjoyed the special. It's just pure fan service and the fact that they just reference, like, stuff like frickin' Periwinkle the Platypus. Like, as if anyone remembers yeah. who the fuck that is. Periwinkle, no, Periwinkle around but the But apparently world. Cartoon Network was like, no, we want this to be 11 minutes. Yeah, it's really weird. It's like, this is a freaking crossover at a time when people are all up in Avengers and crossover bullshit. And they're like, yeah, 11 minutes, that'll be fine. We don't need to work extra hard. Like, this, uh, going back to our interview with um, uh, Spencer Rothbell for Clarence, um, he was talking about how he wanted to have... Um, Uncle Grandpa cameo in a Clarence episode, but the network was like, yeah, we don't want any crossovers unless it's like a main event, you know, which is the dumbest thing to say in the f now when we have the fucking Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, imagine if like in someone, some director for Spider-Man Homecoming said, it's like, yeah, we don't want Captain America as a cameo in this movie. We don't want to waste it, you know? Well, I mean, like their stance on that different now because like um mighty magiswords just had like a bunch of crossovers and okko just has a bunch of crossovers hmm, that's good because um uh, rad oh, appeared in okko and this really awkward didn't make any sense and it was i think it might have been a two-parter because i don't really watch mighty magiswords that much but like uh there's a whole bit about the two main characters wanting their friends to like them and so they forced them to hang out and they didn't want to and then there's a random part where they accidentally summon Rad, who gets a OKKO OK sword. <laughs> and, like, there's no point to it whatsoever. Like, it's just, you know, a cameo for a cameo's sake. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then OKKO's OK had the, the Captain Planet crossover. Yeah. And then crossover Nexus. But, uh, yeah, no, Cartoon Network was like, we wanted to be 22 minutes. And Ian... Um, it sounded like he justified it as Cartoon Network wants to have as many 11-minute uh, episodes as possible per year because you get double the ad revenue for it. Because if you air the one new episode and then an old episode, you basically uh, – because I think all episodes are done in twos. So like what, what you spent on one episode, you get ratings for two. And so like doing a traditional 30-minute episode, they're losing like half the profit. So they, yeah. they try to, like, limit those. Oh, and they just, did the Goal School crossover. Yay. Then why not Why not just, like, advertise? Then why not write it off as, like, a the two-parter as, like, a uh, two-part episode, like, two episodes? Well, actually, um, as, as OKKO has, ha, currently has some sort of, like, uh, mini-arc going on where they're in a school, you know? 
So I guess it was like either work on that main plot or work on this episode for fun. And it's like, uh, got to choose one. Again, in his like thread he talked about, it was um, they originally Cartoon Network suggested them throwing in cameos of others, uh, Cartoon Network heroes in the school. So that it's like just these little tiny little um, like two second cameos or maybe, you know, you see a character in the background like Ben walking around training and uh ian's philosophy on crossovers is that we're not going to do background cameos they have to be the uh, main event like the whole point should be a crossover but um did you guys like the episode izzy Uh, (laughs) oh (laughs) it um yes and no i enjoyed it for what it was especially after reading through his list of like defenses because it really did answer like all my complaints uh, I would have preferred it if he would have met. Uh, I, I would have preferred there's like one on one time with KO and to see what he's like with the other characters. Uh, it looked like he only really bonded with Garnet. I would have loved to see what he like, what it would have been like with just KO and Ben 10, what it would have been like with KO and Raven. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm the, the Cartoon Network world just felt kind of like it was just there for there, which is cool, but. Um, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of like Vox while I tease him about his like theories and shit because he's like the Ronaldo of YouTube. Um, I, I like I also enjoy that stuff and I just wish there's slightly more meaning. But I will say, the Cartoon Network punch time explosion, which is the best way you can explain that final punch, I think that was awesome. I think yeah. that was really really cool. I just wish they would have uh, introduced the concept of Ben's watch turning him into other hero or other Cartoon Network characters at the beginning of the episode and just had that that would be like a quick way to do a couple more cameos hmm yeah that would have been good yeah but i like the episode but it just seems like it's really strange that cartoon network is just like eh it's, it's 11 minutes it's a crossover no one will care whatevs yeah no i'm with you it's just it's um, weird because like it is 11 minutes which makes it doesn't it doesn't make it feel grand man and then it was it was also advertised as part of a raven themed night raven domination yeah, which is probably your favorite yeah. thing ever. Yeah, they they know how to appeal to me. I would say the sound design is probably the best part of the episode. Ooh, Nolan, you haven't said anything. Let's uh, let's hear your hot take. I really don't want to, honestly. <laughs> Come on, Nolan. I did Every, it. Everybody is fucking sick of me saying shit, and at this point, like, I'm just like, you know what? Whatever. Y'all know what I'm gonna say. Y'all know what I think. I don't really feel like dealing with anybody today it's like my favorite comments from like the spider-man uh video with the, the podcast with the huggabees it was like do you guys like anything yeah 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 i'm i'm, I'm kind of over it yeah like, blame them for, not me uh, yeah no i don't blame, blame that but not me yes uh, i mean like I you do it, it does sometimes you know. feel like pan like um likes everything for the sake of liking stuff i, I kind of went through a phase where i just hated everything and it was just like wow i i don't hate everything though is the thing i'm just a very critical person just i want like everything to be the best it can be smoke that's like you guys just, you guys balance uh, each other out yeah it's like you know I, the yin yang twins how they're like a yin and yang you know Mm-hmm. <laughs> Close enough. But I don't. I don't <laughs> I, oh, fucking lost media. Hey, I have some lost media. Um, can somebody fucking find the music video of Corey in the house singing the Ying Yang Yo theme song in front of the green screen? I can only find it in Spanish. <laughs>
Oh my god. Yes, it's fucking Lost Media. We need to just find this shit. Kyle, just tweet Kyle Massey. He's not doing anything. <laughs> oh, you sure? He's got to do something. No. no. Where's the That's So Raven cast now? That's so Raven. That's so I mean, Raven. Raven has her own show yeah. now. All oh, right, there's like Raven's House, or what was it called? Raven yeah. in the House? No, Raven's yeah, House. Yeah, it's Raven's House. Corey in the House and Raven's House. Going? Will Corey come oh, into Raven's the house? home? The chat says. Yeah, will Cor will Corey come into Raven's house? Will she? Oh yeah, no. Um. Oh, sorry, it's behind my ear. Whoa, wait. Okay, the chat's saying that the guy is apparently possibly in a cult and was battling cancer. What the fuck? I mean, I don't know how true that is, but I think that that's an interesting point to talk about. Hmm. That, is that why he's bald? I thought that was like male pattern baldness let's or something. All, let's all just sing the uh, Ying Yang Yo theme song. Oh no! Ying Yang. No, hang on. Woo. In a world. Woo. Lin. Warriors. Warriors. That's not it at all. That's like. Um, wow. I'm sorry. Look, Pam. every fucking cartoon in the fucking 2000s was based off either Chinese or Japanese culture. I see. Yeah, it was just like everyone wanted to be fucking ninjas or karate people or whatever. Karate people. Yeah, karate people. <laughs> That's what they're called. Oh, yeah. Someone mentioned Get Ed in the comments. Remember fucking Get Ed? No. It was about delivery boys. Yeah, no, you're the only one who remembers. Because you like run an animation channel, so it like, had the that's most hyped theme song. Oh, the Wulin Warrior. No, no, get Ed. But I think they were gonna call it something else. But like FedEx was like, "Hey, you stop that right now." Um, M, what's like the most obscure thing you remember from your childhood? Oh God, um, the, wasn't there that show Juniper Juniper Lee? Oh my God, really? Oh, oh yeah. Obscure thing. No, actually, I think the most obscure. Th I mean, I don't know. The problem is, is like I. I think I've talked about this before in the chat, but obviously I haven't been on the podcast, but like the, the shows that I watched when I was younger were usually like the shows that were from like the sixties or seventies. And then just whatever else was on, uh, there was like a show on like discovery kids, I think called Kenny, the shark. Lame. Oh, I remember that. And the tut could have at least watched Zubumafu. I did watch Zubumafu. Okay. That's not I did watch that. obscure. I just, yeah. That's not obscure. I just want to say discovery kids is P is for PBS kids who have cable. Oh my god! Wow. I mean, man. you're not wrong. Um, yeah. Or I had I had a box set of Out of the Box, which is like a Disney Channel about like doing arts and crafts. Like, I just think I remember ass. getting that as a communion gift when I had to go to Catholic school. Oh. Do you guys remember Holy Holy Holy? Yes, yeah. I love that show. My mom, my mom used to take care of uh, kids like as a nanny type deal, and uh, she, one of them hugged her, and then she's like, "Oh, that was so nice." Then he just started saying the Holy Holy song. She was like, "Oh." Okay. <laughs> like, really yeah. Do, do you they they're rolly. They're poly. They're poly. Holy, So, like, when I was a kid, I really, really enjoyed, uh, before Adult Swim popped up, they used to have, like, older shows and weird stuff air. Um, you know, just to <laughs> fill up the gap because no one's going to be watching in the middle of the night. And one of them was, like, the banana splits, which were, like, yeah variety show and like they were like slipping down slippy slides for the of the outro like they were like an amusement park or something yeah i watched that remember pb and j otter i, remember that. I, I did i made a reference too. to that earlier 
One banana, two what? banana, three banana, four. Yep. What are you? Oh man, I remember yeah. going to BronyCon and uh, Jax and I couldn't figure out how to work the TV, so he put on that PB and J Otter like the dance video, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. we suddenly figured out how to fix okay. the fucking TV. <laughs> we couldn't get no, it to like. Okay. Uh... No, hold the. Oh no. Hold it the was fucking phone for a second though. Like Pan, you said that it was the original Fortnite dance. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, like the PB and J Otter or like they all they always did their noodle dance, like that like, you know, that was basically the Fortnite dance of the nineties, you know, or two thousands, whichever no. whatever year that came out. God damn it. It's true. God damn it. What a fucking mess. I this mean you should have gone to mess. McDonald's and uh and done the noodle dance. Yeah. That would have been great. <laughs> also, I found out that PB&J Otter was made by the creator of D Doug, Jim Jenkins. Oh, yeah. It's got, like, the same style. Yeah, no, it doesn't. You can't tell. No, They're does, otters. It, They're it not does. humans. Like, How can you tell? It's like um, in the eyes and the nose. I guess. Yeah. They got those dots. Why are you so angry? I They're so... otters, and one's a, uh, the other ones are humans. That don't make sense. <laughs> Look at you. Know, like, the, like the color scheme of it matches and like the, I, I don't know. I mean, I, when I look at it, I'm like, yeah, those are clearly made by the same person. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? I don't understand. Was, like, like, Jim Jenkins also made a religious cartoon. I forget what it was about, but the first episode is about some kids worshiping like a rock star who's clearly modeled off Gene Simmons from Kiss. <laughs> and the lesson was like, hey, don't trust it. this man. Fuck Gene Simmons. <laughs> what? <laughs> Jesus I forget this. I mean, valid, honestly, because like he's a shifty guy, but go to, yeah, go to is hell, he a, Gene is Simmons. Is he a Scientologist? No, but he's like he's 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 definitely in that I'm old and rich, but pretending to be a rock star, even though I'm benefiting off of the system. When I was uh, when I was in New York, I saw a Scientology building. I could have sworn I saw him just walking about, just like, "Hey, I'm Gene Simmons. I'm a Scientologist now." Oh, I believe it. That sounds plausible. Like I really wanted to go into the Scientology building. Everybody was like, "No, don't do it." I'm like, Pussies. No. My my friend tried to do that um, while she was here in town visiting me, and because I had had plans for it, she's like, "I'll just go to the Scientology building by myself." I'm like, "No, because I want you to go home safely. Like I'm not letting you un." like unchaperoned wander into the Scientology building like that's just a bad idea yeah mm -hmm. I visited that's a it. that was my interesting story it was great why is not it I visited the Hollywood block of squares you know with all the you know the sidewalk thing what and... <laughs> walk of fame <laughs> <laughs> yeah the Hollywood walk of fame not the block of squares no <laughs> what the fuck you know what I mean. What but anyway, that place is a tourist trap. That place is a rat hole. There's shit everywhere. Tourists and there's people selling bootleg crap on the side. But there was also a Scientology thingy building, like giving out pamphlets like, hey, join the club, kids. Tom Cruise is here. Yeah. Tom Cruise is not there, by the oh way. God. You ever like watch something as a kid? I mean, this happens a lot, actually. But like you remember it being like really badass or super cool. And then, like, they release it on DVD, and you get it, and then you find out it's nowhere near as cool or dark as you thought it was. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Scooby-Doo, uh, the 13 ghosts of Scooby-Doo, if you go and watch the <laughs> intro for it, like, it seems really fucking epic. Like, it was like, I, as a kid, I watched it, and I was like, this is the adult version of Scooby-Doo. This is so cool. It's so dark. The monsters are real and all that. And then... I go and I buy the DVD and I'm like, I'm going to relive my childhood memories because it aired at like the middle of the night. Like it was one of those, it was like the banana splits. <laughs> they would only air at like 10 or 11, you know, really late for, you know, the age range I was. 
And I go and watch, and the very fucking first episode is literally them escaping a plane by blowing up a giant fucking rubber duck. Like, <laughs> like it, it is the most. It, it. I don't think it. I think it takes itself less seriously than any other Scooby Doo. Wasn't that the one that introduced Scrappy? Uh, no, that's the one that introduced what out Scrappy, Scrappy, Flim Flam. All right, there were like two. You didn't have the original gang. You had Shaggy, Scooby, and some kid. Flim Flam. It was, uh, yeah, it was Sco- Scooby, Shaggy, Daphne, and Flim Flam. Um, Short Round. No, no. What was that kid from Indiana Jones? Short Round. Yeah, Short Round. Was he just that? Uh, I mean, no. So, like, the idea was that, like, um, he was another competitor against um, against the ghost. So, like, he was a con man. He was a little tiny, like, oh. uh, I, I don't know what his uh, race was, but, like, <laughs> I think it was implied, like, Middle Eastern, maybe? I'm not sure. But like, it, it was like mystery brown, you know. We we, we don't, no. don't question it, so it's not racist. No. Is that bad to say? No. I don't know. It's like so they don't offend anyone, like Rolf from Ed and Eddie, you know. Okay, okay, that's fair. Yeah, and so like, um, but this entire thing was that he lies and cheats and he cons his way out of any situation. So he would trick. There's literally like a scene when this big giant demon's coming at them, and he's like, "All right, I'm going to pretend to be a used car salesman. This is going <laughs> to trick him." <laughs> And then somehow magically fucking cars are there. And, Whoa. you know, he's just like, hey, let me introduce you to this thing. And then, like, it drives off and blows up or something. Like, oh, it's just. Did he put a car bomb in there? I love that. This little possibly Middle Eastern kid put a car bomb in the car. I don't know if that's it. I, 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 so, I am I so confused. I just like off. the I'm idea just of, like, a character centered entirely around scamming people because, like, <laughs> Okay, and I know this is ra- opening up a rabbit hole, but there's also two characters in My Little Pony called Flim Flam, and I own every single piece of merchandise that they are because oh. they're carny ponies that scam people, and I adore it. And everyone's like, you know that they're awful and everyone hates them. I'm like, but look at them. They're cartoon they're characters, conning chill, all these bro. morons out of all their money. <laughs> you also, keep in mind, were a con. con I know, so. I know. I, it's, I, I feel a kinship with them, really. It's like if you're gonna be stupid, like okay, I shouldn't say this because it's it's like mean, but like if you're gonna be dumb enough to spend your money on like miracle cures and like items that people say are going to fix your entire life, then like you deserve to be conned. No, yeah, kind of. I agree wholeheartedly. Listen, if you're not smart enough to like stay like educated or like you know stay woke, have cognitive critical thinking, then you deserve to like get conned. Oh, I mean, like I. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. There's definitely some people who are, like, I, I don't, I wouldn't say that because, like, they don't have that ability. But then, like, for the most people, like, people are just dumb. Like, they'll just spend stupid. I mean, because, like I said, I worked in carnivals for eight years. Like, I've seen people spend their money on the dumbest things ever. And, like, you go into a carnival and you should know that everything is rigged against you. Like, that's oh. just how the system is. And people still are like, no, I can, t- I can be the one who wins. Like, I can do it. And it's like, that's not... You're not going to get the best deal. Like, if you buy a belt for $2, expect it to last like a $2 belt. Like, if you spend $8 on a shooting game, you should know that half the bullets are fake. Like, I don't know, man. I don't have much pity. Speaking the only of car time bombs. I ever felt... <laughs> no, no, I wanted to add one last thing because I have a very similar... Her, um, to theirs, I'm sorry. Um, no, so, okay. basically, so basically, uh, I went to the Dixie Classic Fair with my friend and they have a ton of carnival attractions and I'm like, you know what? They're only a dollar. I know they're fake, but I want to, you know, have some fun and like, just see how fake and bad they are. 
the one time I actually felt mad that I got conned was the uh, freak show where it's like, look at all these weird exhibits. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh man, I bet it's people with like fake beards. It wasn't even that. It wasn't even that. It was just a bunch of fake props. And I was like, you know what? I knew it was going to be fake, but like I expected some like people there I could talk to, to at least like, you know, j- like jape with them a little bit, but no, yeah. not even that. What were the props? I was insult- Huh? What were the props? Um, like a sea monkey, uh, a video of the world's fattest man. A video? Uh, I want to see him live. Yeah, a vi- yeah, yeah, I know. I was pissed. What I was like, fuck? I, I could have gone fake. on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. I fuck. paid $2 to see a bunch of shitty props. Like, there was a snake woman, and she was there. I could talk to her. It was obviously, like, a woman with a snake coil, and she just, like, hid under a table. I was like, ah, that's <laughs> cute. You know, I spent a dollar on that. That wasn't a big deal. Um, the world's tiniest woman who actually was there, the poor thing, was in the, the fucking North Carolinian heat, oh. had a fan, like, just on, on her. And I was like, oh, my God, I just feel bad now. How tiny was she? I took a picture with her. Oh, do you have the photo? I have a photo. Yeah, it's yes. on my phone. I can. I don't. I don't want to post it publicly because, like, I think that's kind of in poor taste. But oh, yeah. I'll fair. send it on. I'll send it on Discord. Oh, but, uh, I don't want to see yeah, that. Yeah, everybody thing. listening to this. Get, everybody listening to this get fucked. So, um, <laughs> either way, um, yeah. No, like, like I expected to get conned, and I was still disappointed. Like, <laughs> that's when you know you have a really shitty like booth or whatever i don't don't know if i've ever been in a freak show i have been to a top secret circus auction that happened after hours which was interesting what yeah you heard me what did you elaborate like it was like okay so there was like this this secret dinner basically that was happening uh that only like people who were friends and family of the circus could get in it was like a very hush hush but like my my grandma okay so for context i worked um like four months out of the year i usually work the summer season with my grandmother who travels like uh as a carny like full time and um she like is very good at the whole like negotiation and bartering um on the road because that's really what a lot of like a lot of people do at the carnivals they kind of barter with each other for their goods um and so she got to know like the like the manager of the circus or something weird like that like she just she knew one of the people and so she got like three tickets to this top secret like i don't know society dinner of circus people or whatever i don't know how else to phrase it and then at this dinner they were like auctioning off different circus goods that you couldn't buy in the public like i don't remember a lot of it i really wish i did because it's like one of the weirdest things that's ever happened to me all i know is that like i basically got this hat that only is given to people who are like members of the family so to speak and i have that at home i can't believe you're a member of you're a member of a carney family that's insane uh, yeah it's true it sounds fake, but it's true. Uh, it's I've done a bunch of weird stuff like that in my life. Tell us more. Sometimes you just join a top secret circus family. I don't know how else to put it. I uh, I've never been to like that type of stuff, but I've definitely went to like variety shows and things that had like burlesque and like um there was one that had like what's kink oddity type stuff where like I saw a guy literally like lift up weights using different piercings on his body. Incredible. Include including a genital piercing. Uh, I don't know which one because you can't just show that in public. So he like did it behind like a 
uh, cloth, but then he swung it around and stuff, and it's like, oh, oh boy. That's probably a lot more ethical than the stuff that I've been a part of, too. <laughs> and then, oh, oh uh, Jim, like, uh, Ariel, uh, Ariel, what do you call it? Um, with the big circle in the air, and they do a bunch of different poses and such. Like, I've seen a lot of that, like, at Girl Pride. Yeah. Um, I'm actually Facebook friends with one of the performers because I accidentally ran into them before the event. I was, they were like, she was waiting outside and I needed someone to like tie the rest of my corset because um, it was like a costume-esque thing. And uh, like, I was like, hey, could you help me do this? And then like after he came out, I think she thought I was also performing. Oh. And I get that a lot whenever I go to these shows. Um, but yeah, so like we kind of, bond it through my like awkward hey i need help i'm having a outfit malfunction remember jared from subway he's inspired a lot of people he's looking good to show you the way his name is jared and he'll lead you to subway i thought you said i needed subway and i was like why would you need subway in this instance <laughs> what? Sometimes you just crave. Sometimes yeah. you just crave Subway. Eat fresh. Yeah, just Sometimes like Jared. want to eat fresh. Did you That's just what really Jared... make a pedophilia joke, Pan? <laughs> what? I don't, I don't know. Oh, because we said so... sometimes you just crave, and then like Pan's like, just like Jared. <laughs> oh. Which there's only one implication of that. A, a Pan pizza classic. You're a dirty man. No, Pan. look. Filthy. I'm making disgusting. fun of Jared and his horrible crimes because Subway condoned what he did. Possibly. I'm not sure. I, I know Morgan Spurlock didn't supersize me. Uh oh. Wait, did Morgan Spurlock meet Jared and did they were they in cahoots? Yeah, he was he was in the movie. He was oh. in the movie. He was like, Yeah that food needs to be healthier and did, shit. Did you guys okay, after you saw that movie, how how long after did you go eat fast food again? Literally the next day. Yeah. <laughs> These movies are basically like, wow, that's messed up. Anyway. Burgers. That's almost that like even, whenever uh, wait, you wait till the next day. I watched that fucking movie and got hungry. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't have the opportunity to get, to get food, but if I could, had the choice, I would have gone to get fast food. Basically. Yeah. E either way, um, I don't know. Like, uh, I that, a lot of that movie is faked very badly. Uh -huh. Like they they gloss over the fact that Morgan Spurlock was a vegan. So, <laughs> of course he would act that way after eating beef, even if it was shitty fake beef. Of course he's going to get sick. He's a vegan. His body isn't used to it. Mm. So, yeah, it also glosses over a ton of other stuff like uh the fact that a uh, college uh group did the same study and most of them turned out fine and didn't have the same effects. It, it it's it's dumb. It's all dumb. <laughs> But yeah. But Nolan, have you considered that fast food is single-handedly killing every single person? Have you really considered it? Um, I mean, yeah, I have considered it, but it, it sounds really fucking stupid. So <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, do we blame people for not being able to control their own portions or do we blame fast food uh, companies for making a profit and succeeding? I hate to be a filthy capitalist, but, you know, I'm just going to lean over into the... Uh, the capitalist okay, direction things hard like uh which humble brag here i've lost like 80 pounds now yeah no one good job you 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 did it you yeah you and like proportion sizes is really big um like choosing what i eat like honestly it, i mean there, there's a lot of factors that comes into obesity mm -hmm. like uh, i'm not saying there not, isn't 
Right, right. It's not just like simply like, oh, eat less calories and then you'll be skinny. It's just not like that is one way of losing weight. But like you have to like be very choosy of what we eat and like what is simply provided on a budget or like convenient is all the worst fucking shit. And I mean, like half of it's because they have to make it as tasty as fuck so people get addicted to it. Mm -hmm. um, but like genetics play a huge part because I know people who are like because uh, like I haven't really been running. I've been mostly just dieting. But once I get to a certain weight, I'm probably gonna start like actually exercising so I don't have to be like so I don't have to dictate my diet so much. But like um, there's people I know who are like the most unhealthy people internally that mm -hmm. are skinny as fuck. But they don't have that narrative. They don't have that immediate decision where you look at a fat person and go, "That per you you apply a bunch of negative traits. You apply the fact that they're lazy. You decided that they're um, undetermined or unskilled. And do you know how many fucking skinny people have told me since I've like you know revealed my diet and such? Like you have so much determination. Yeah. And but I'm still fat. I'm still 275 pounds. Like my goal is to hit 230. Mm -hmm. And like, because I keep in mind, I started at 360. And on the podcast thing that we did, I was about 325 to 330. Um, and like, I just, I don't know, it, it, the, the whole fat issue just really bothers me. So like, oh, people yeah, no, trying no. to chalk it up with like, uh, I'm I'm sorry, I'm I'm just heated. No, it's okay. It, it's I, totally reasonable. Like, I'm not saying that like fast food or whatever and soci socioeconomics doesn't play a part in it. I'm just saying that Morgan Spurlock's documentary is back because it seems to just paint the whole fast food industry in general as the the root of all evil when it's yeah. way more complicated. If you want a good food documentary, go watch Food Inc. That's like one of the best ones because it talks about like how like like food like actual good organic food is actually like. A lot more expensive because there's a monopoly on it by Monsanto, etc. So, it, like, just saying like a blanket statement that fast food is all evil, like in Morgan Spurlock's documentary, is just incorrect, and that's mm -hmm. what makes me angry about it. Right. Like, like again, go watch Food Inc. Food Inc. is one of the best food documentaries out there. And that's also, they showed us in high school. Yeah, there's so much to it. I mean, it, it's like portions part of it, and like Izzy, I, I really relate to the part that you're talking about. How like different, you know, people immediately look at you if you're like fat, and then they're like, okay, well, you're unhealthy. And what's funny is like. Cause I, I'm not going to tell my weight, but like when I was, I am much heavier now than I used to be. And, um, my family was giving me shit about it and was like, well, well, you've gotten so unhealthy since you moved to college and things like that. But then I would be like going to the doctor and the doctor's like, well, all your vitals are like that of an extremely healthy person. And like, I go to the gym, I would do weightlifting and things like that. But like, I'm still fat. Like, that's just, Brian, there's not much I can no, do about it. 100% that. Cause like, uh, when I, when I, when I started taking HRT, which by the way, I'm almost a year into it. I'm really excited yeah yeah like uh next month is my one year anniversary of starting that and uh, i'm so excited about like seeing exactly what the transformation is within that one year but i had to go to the doctor because you have to do blood work you have to, you know and test things right and like literally the only problem with my health was that um my cholesterol was slightly high and like by slightly high, they meant like as soon as I start taking HRT, it's going to lower it because that's just one of the side effects of HRT. And then I'm perfectly healthy. Yeah. But because I'm fat, you know, it's automatically really bad. But like, and now it, like I've lost a shit ton of weight. I'm still fat. You know, like I'm still 270 pounds. And this is what I was originally getting to was, um, but someone who doesn't know my history doesn't know that at the beginning of it, I was running three times a week. I was dieting. I'm being very disciplined. There's still going to be people who only see what me currently and not being able to compare the almost hundred pounds before. Mm -hmm. And 
like they're just going to, you know, again, they just going to automatically chalk up to this idea. And like, really, I, I want to challenge people to think about it is that like, if, 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 if so, if you take the same image without mentioning weight and you go, okay, it's a girl and she has a bunch of fast food everywhere and she's eating Doritos. And like, if she's skinny, now, if you apply the weight to it, if you see that and she's skinny, it's like, oh my God, it's so cute. She loves to eat. But then when you apply it to a bigger woman, all of a sudden you have these ideas of like, oh, she has no self-control. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, 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 and I, I'm mostly going through it as a woman's perspective because I'm so used to the, like, the, the, the whole like one body type for women advertised on everything. Fucking like, that's so damaging. I have women, I've seen cis women who have the same body type as me. And that's not even comforting enough. Like I, I, I should be like, okay, cool. I'm woman enough now, but because I'm not hitting this hourglass thing, it's destroying me mentally. And I know other women are like that. And like a friend of mine who's perfectly skinny and beautiful, but she has like skinny, uh, she has no like boobs, but a big butt. And to her, which by the way, that's so many people's body types. I'm fucking attracted to it, but she can't mm-hmm. see it because it's again, not this Victoria's Secret model version. And then don't get me started on these fucking plus size models where they're just, again, hourglass. They took the, the best body type or the not best, but the, the decidedly societal perfect body type and just add a little bit more chop. And now they're plus size. Yeah. Um, this yeah. is a really yeah. weird topic for animation podcasts. <laughs> uh, who cares? <laughs> um, it's also oh. it also doesn't help that like every picture you see is photoshopped to an absurd degree. Mm-hmm. So, um, not changing subject, but I guess actually related to animation. The because I see I like I'm reading the chat. There's someone who's asking Pan repeatedly if Ian is on your contacts. What well, con- contacts yeah. of what? Do you, I, you have I a don't speed know. dial? Yeah, like you that's, have a phone number or you have personal contact info. Uh, they just keep spamming at Borishu, ask Pan, please, ask Pan. Follows me on Twitter, that's something. Oh, okay, first of all, Borishu, do not respond to that shit. Okay, oh, so number one okay. rule about this, I okay, here, everyone, you can hate me for this. Do not fucking ask one of a content creator or whatever we want to call YouTubers now, do not fucking ask their friends to get in contact to someone for you. That's a, that is a very low move. It's oh. manipulative and it's just, it's oh, just shit. Yeah. Like, do you know how often like me, Nolan or Jim get like a message from someone being like, Hey, can you contact pan or something? <laughs> or when I did oh, artwork for so uh, Lord Minion, no. I got like three degrees of separation with this with, uh, uh, because I did art for Lord Minion, who's best friends with Markiplier, I would have people message me to get in contact with Lord Minion to get in contact with Markiplier. Yeah, it's um. It also yeah. also if you try to like break the ice, we can tell it's not hard. Like, <laughs> man, your stuff is so cool. Um, can you talk to Pan for me? Oh, <laughs> I, uh, oh that's sad. I will say this is just in the chat. No one's messaging my personal Why account. Is... I think they're just they're tagging me because I'm the person who's like actively res- like in the chat right now. Right, right. But like the thing is, they're tagging you, even though Pan's most likely looking at the comments section just like the I rest see. of us. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. like they, they think... know that Pan's not responding, so they're going to tag one of the other one of us. I see. To get a hold of him, and so I'm going to get behavior them, refuse to acknowledge. I'm going to get. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, and I'm willing to bet they were trying to joke or something. But just in general rule of thumb, because people who want to get into animation don't like don't like use contacts like that. Like it just it just be better just to straight up ask than to try to be like, oh, you know, you're so cool, and man, it would be so nice if you could. Uh, uh, contact uh, somebody uh, for me. Yeah. <laughs> like we can read through the bullshit. 
Well, I may be socially inept, but I can read through this BS, you know. He knows how to read a little bit now. Honestly, honestly, a more formal like email, like, hey, um, appreciate the work you do. Um, I'm looking to get into contact with Pan is much better than trying to like, be buddy buddy with me. I'd much more appreciate a formal like message than anything. What, what do these people want to contact me for? What do I do? They want to collab with you. But like what I found too is like if people, if you're doing that shit, like not only are you going to make a bad impression on them, but like they're going to tell people that you are that person. I'm not like, a gossiper. Oh, well, I mean, so so people think I'm just saying like an actual animation. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you never yeah, know. Like, there like, could be people like having their eyes wide shut type of animation parties, and they're just like, "Check out this dumbass online!" Lol, lol, lol. That's how. That's yeah, how... not quite like that. I'm talking like directly, like in con, like if you're coming, you know, like okay, let's say like we're all at this party, and I'm going up to Izzy, and like I'm just making it very clear that I am a fan, but like I'm trying to get something out of that. Like, I feel like. I don't know if I were in that that position, I'd be like, yeah, well, you know, this person has been kind of like repeatedly bothering people. Like, there's a difference between like I'm enthusiastic about this because I actually care, and like, oh, I'm pretending to be really enthusiastic about this because I want something from you, which I think is a general art rule, honestly. Well, I think it's also- the natural rule of everything. Yeah. Uh, also, there are certain parties where the whole the whole point is like, hey, you know, we're here to. We're here to throw a cool party, but it's really like go network with everybody. Yeah, you're at one of those types of things. Just, 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 just have some etiquette. Read the room. Yeah, well, you can sure. tell genuinity. You you can tell when someone's genuine versus uh, they're like just interested in you. I know mm-hmm. that like I've ran into people on dating apps that like know me from the podcast, <sighs> or I've run into like people, and I usually just by, um, just by like default, I tend to not pursue friendships or relationships with those people partially because like it's a one-sided relationship already where they already know who you are and they mm-hmm. know more about you or they they know they have a they have a perception of you that's not real uh if you watch yeah. the blue um the perfect blue video by um iPatch Wolf does a really great video about um avatars and so like uh it's always really interesting to see your guys' opinions of situations or of us in general because there's like for example the mr inner situation uh we won't talk too much about it i i know it's 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 over um but he made that one video and so like a lot of people i i I even addressed the house like hey i don't some of us were disgusting not just the pizza party but like just in general the cartoon community people uh like vox and robo bodies and such and we're discussing like what the best way to like you know go defuse the situation or talk about it and like you know people are going to try to dramatize it or vilify people and um and you guys only get like a two hours of us every two weeks out of order half the time too or like you know out of time out of sync and so you you have this like very niche perspective of us and so during that situation i left a very formal message apologizing and realizing that we have to be careful what we say on the podcast because that part's true Mm -hmm. um i don't know if what i would consider us talking about someone on youtube or anything is like necessarily like harassment i think we were kind of dicks about it and we've grown we don't do it now um but like people were in there were responding like you just did this you just responded to make yourself look good and it's like um it's not like there was a reoccurring narrative of like mr inner talking to us in private asking us to stop and then this was like his last resort, like a lot of people are trying to make it out to be. It was literally the first time we've directly heard from him that our words heard him. Yeah. You know? 
but it, it's much more fun and exciting and speculative to decide that there's this war going on behind the scenes. Miss, oh, we got to get Kingstar called up. Only he can settle <laughs> this. Yeah, that um, I I like I like what Izzy's saying. It's it's a lot of uh, people love to pass judgment on not just us specifically, but just people in general that they watch because it's it's easier. It'll it's add more to the interesting. Drama. It adds to the drama. It adds to a, a, a pseudo narrative. What if we? Turn... And I don't blame. I don't blame people. Like I don't blame that interest or idea. But I will say, consider consider that you don't know these people and you don't know the full story or understand what people go on through a daily basis or what our relationships are like. Because I remember I also have been getting like emails regarding or not emails comments or whatever regarding pan like oh you treat him like shit oh you're taking the show away from <laughs> oh. him you're stealing it from him and i'm like that it's a joke and like people are like and, and i responded because like i've had a very i've been my mental health has declined a lot recently and i said i know and i know you shouldn't have responded i shouldn't even be saying this now but i'm just gonna say it anyway because here we are but i'm like you know um i I try to be as honest as possible. I'm, I know I'm a critical guy, but it's from an honest, earnest place. I'm not looking to start drama like I used to. I've grown up since then. I'm a different person now. And then somebody said, well, I don't know your personal life, but maybe you should talk to Pan more. <laughs> and, 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 the complete, and the complete like irony of that statement just went over their head. And I'm like, read that statement back to yourself it's like because <laughs> oh. like yeah i've i've known pan for like eight fucking years like i know him better than you do yeah for God's they sake. don't know about my don't sexual humiliation fetish yeah. quote unquote yeah. allegedly like everyone knows about that pan shut yeah, up well yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's like not, yeah it's but basically up. just like don't don't come to don't don't come to me telling me that i need to be a better friend to pan or that i need to like reach out to him more because the only person i'll hear that from is him because he's my friend and that's our relationship and that's our business yeah. and the fact that somebody had like the gall to like intrude and say like maybe you should be a better friend when they don't know anything about me just infuriates me honestly and same goes for like just people who go on message boards whether it be tumblr 4chan twitter etc and just continue to speculate when they don't know anything it's just really like frustrating and i'm kind of tired of it well it's yeah. weird to be on this side of the spectrum you oh, know because like, i got a, I got a perspective not... so i just like yeah. i don't give a sh none of this matters we're all fucked so you know i don't really care Oh my god! It interrupted me like going on with a more deep conversation to throw in like a little tidy reference that you throw in for everything. Look, it's just Same like way to add to the I don't conversation. know. It's yeah. like everyone's mad about something. I don't care. Who cares? It's just I'm just gonna make videos, you know. And I'll just, you know, maybe yeah. I'll reply with a snarky thing, and then people will think, "Damn, Pan, you so snarky. You're so cool." And then I'll be like, "Yeah, I truly am. I'm pretty sweet." fam oh uh, yeah get on the mic yeah no i i know i know i shouldn't let it affect me it didn't used to but i, I it's just been a really difficult time recently and like the fact that there are people like saying like i'm a piece of shit or an asshole for either like just having an opinion on yeah. like a fucking baby show or you know joking around with my friend and they're they're like trying to like be like Maybe you should be a better friend. And it's like, please be a better friend. Me. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah, go ahead, Izzy. I'm sorry. Oh, I, just I was just, I was going to say it was because we're not really famous. I would not consider us famous. No, you know? we're not. We're like, 
Pan can Pan is internet famous, but you and Not I barely, like, vaguely. What's the most low right. level well, of it? I mean, it? like the grand scheme of things, we could walk somewhere and no one recognizes us. But if we go to a certain targeted event, there might be a handful of people that like recognize. I mean, like we filled up a room at Momocon, so like we yeah. we're famous to a, a small niche of people who care thing. about us a lot. Which, by the way, we love you. Thank thank you for your support, even though you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I still don't see what they see in this podcast. <laughs> Look, people are dedicated to the uh, drama of it. You know, it's like a soap opera, so we gotta like hype yeah. this up like some sort of wrestling I, event where they got like some beef going on. So we gotta pick a fight with some people like Vox or, um, um, who, who else we got? Um, who else do we know? We know people. He's trying to wait for you guys to save him. With names, but like, here's the thing: if you want the good, honest truth about this group, we've we've butt heads, we've had tension, we've done stuff, but except we've also Jim. except for Jim. Jim's perfect. There but like, a... um, <laughs> but you know, like you know, me and me and Pan have had grievances against each other. Did me I? And, uh, no. Well, you know, well, well, not so much grievances, so much as disagreements or frustrations, etc. Not like actual like anger but like right right it, like like i said like what, what friends do like what yeah, fr- yeah, but... friends, real friends go through you know it happens but like people like to really like turn that into a uh sort of like well let me narrative finish. i was like in the middle of a i was middle of a thought but all i was gonna say was we have tension but at the end of the day we've also at least once or twice if not more have messaged each other like today i've i've i was vis- i was clearly upset online and nolan messaged me to check up on me oh. i've checked up on pan like uh, no matter what you know we're we're just mm-hmm. people and we care about each other and yeah we might make fun of pan because he's a loser but like <laughs> he's not a loser he's and it's fine he's into guy. it it's his case Shh, so no. it's yeah, yeah i mean like fine we don't know <laughs> Okay. Do we want to bounce back to to animation? Uh, not. I'm not cutting anyone off. Just. The... No, no. We, we should probably actually do the thing that we talk about. But you know, the true hoarder of this episode for Pan is that we're talking about emotions. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm, just uh, Steven Universe. Everybody, I'm too socially inept to understand emotions, so it's you know. Yeah, it's we we know we know what we know you you appreciate it. Don't worry. Yeah. So people want us to mention Moxie was on crossover Nexus, so. Moxie showed up on Crossover Nexus. Remember I'm glad somebody the Moxie him. show? Yeah, so I I'm do. glad we got that covered out of the way. Um, now let's talk about the real animation stuff. Well, no, no, there was a, there was a, oh, I was gonna say there was an interesting question back that I think would be like thematically appropriate, which was uh, someone was asking about our favorite Halloween specials for animation. Oh, yeah, which VHS? Oh, okay. No, okay, okay. Can I can I like segue before we jump into that? Um, sure, sure, sure. Uh, logos for the win asked talk about spider-man into the spider-verse and i just i i don't it's not actually about spider-man but um i show trailers and such in my animation class that i teach at a local college university technically and um during it i was just kind of like talking about like i really like how they made uh gwen look kind of queer it really fits with because that's kind of her demographic and so, so uh, one of my students which is like, uh, I think the buzz cut means she's a hipster, not queer. And I go, you will not take this from us. Go, <laughs> girl, in this room, reveal your buzz cut. And myself and every single fucking one of them all had buzz cuts. <laughs> Le- 
lesbian. It's also like it's not lesbian. even just a buzz cut. It's the lesbian. asymmetrical buzz cut. Uh, well, I have. She's got the my, side uh, My undercut is like um, my undercut's like underneath, like it's behind. Yeah, but I feel like the asymmetrical haircut adds an extra layer to how Gwen is clearly like. Yeah, bisexual. Bisexual. <laughs> She likes girls. She likes girls. Hell yeah. <laughs> Did anyone see Venom? But that's all I wanted was because that was just an amazing moment in my teaching career. <laughs> that's perfect. Is he experiences solidarity in the classroom? Did anyone see Venom? Because we're talking about Spider-Man. Oh, we were going to do oh. the, the Halloween special, though. Yeah, the Halloween special, Pan. M, go for it. What is my, your favorite? My favorite is Scary Godmother, without a oh, doubt. Oh, yeah. I have the doll. I banged you. really? That's so exciting. Uh, yeah, I got it. it. Is, I haven't opened it. I'm too scared. It's like one of those horrifying animations. Like, if I, I watch it every year and every year, I realize how the animation is and it just gets worse and worse. But, like, I love it so much. I watched it every single year. It's perfect. It's flawless. <laughs> like, I will die for Scary Godmother. I really will. The creator of Scary Godmother was at, a, was at a New York Comic Con and I saw the doll and it was actually really look, nice looking. Oh no, that thing was like super behind schedule. Each one of them hand painted. She designed like uh, cause I I backed the Kickstarter, so like I have I've I've watched all the email updates. I was so I was so nervous because I moved two times since since like backing that Kickstarter. Oh, right. It was like such a delayed schedule because she's never made a doll before, and so like going through it, which is just like a that's just a trope of Kickstarter at this point. And like she like painted the box herself, all at least the prototype, and then. I think she painted the actual official one. And yeah, like that doll is amazing. And I agree with you. Uh, the Scary Godmother movies, in particular, if you're a fan of, of Scott McNeil, which I am, that that's great because he plays like every character. It's like a, it's almost, especially with how bad the graphics are, it's like a Beast, you know, beast Wars. Like it, it, it just it gives me Vietnam flashbacks to Beast Wars. It's just such a good movie. Agree, 100%. So that's, that's mine my too, favorite. by the way. Oh, perfect. I'm glad we agree. Yeah, solidarity for Halloween specials. Um, I'm reviewing one for next week. It'll be late because like some sort of copyright thing is just fucking it over. But anyway, Michael Jackson's Halloween. It aired on CBS last year Whoa. and it exists for no reason. Anyone see this? Is it animated or is it? Live yeah, it's, action? it's CG animated. It's about these two kids going into Michael Jackson's mansion who Michael Jackson is barely in it. And it's just about these two kids going to his mansion, listening to his music and getting, I don't know about to be killed by all these random things and at the end they summon michael jackson to save the day from the zombies and it's oh, no. it's the worst fucking thing ever I'll, you'll see a video of it next week eventually i can't wait i hope i get famous enough that when i die uh the things that are made about me after i die would make me rise from the grave like that because that's <laughs> i want that's that something. That, oh, oh that's a goal also it's by the same animation studio behind norma the north i believe it yeah. 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 Anything else about Halloween? My, one of my favorite Halloween specials. Hmm. I made a Halloween special once for uh, the the World Guardians comic. Shout out to Robo Buddies. Uh, go watch World Guardians number one on her channel. But um, I made one, and it get, gets really meta into the meta of uh, the age when trick or treating is still appropriate. <laughs> uh, I remember I had like a big diatribe of man back on my home planet and i just put in a real story a straight up real ass story that happened to my sister where she went trick-or-treating when she was 15 and like these uh this old couple was like fucking hooligans piece of shit 
I was like, I don't know if I could deal with that. And then Tails the Fox from Sonic the Hedgehog says, don't worry about it. And I'm like, you right. And then everybody turned into zombies. That's what happened. That was a real thing I came up with. So I'm also, assuming that's your favorite special. Yes, that is my favorite special. It was one I made. Nolan, so. I love you. Just I got it. I wish I loved me too. Thank you, Izzy. <laughs> I'll love you for you. Oh my God, thank you. It's true solidarity. Yeah, so believe sweet. in the me that believes in you. Okay, you ruined it. All right. Um, <laughs> Do you not like Gurren Lagann? I mean, it's good for the first half. Rude. <laughs> um, actually, I mean, if you watch like certain internet videos that are like two hours long, Gurren Lagann is actually way deeper, and the second half is a lot better than you actually think it is. Oh, I so. thought you were going to suggest a video where Gurren Lagann is garbage, and here's why. No, no, Lily Pete hasn't made that. Oh, okay. <laughs> But yeah, or it could be no. H Bomber, whoever H or H Bomber H Bomber guy is reference um, anime before he could do that. Yeah. H Bomber H Bomber guy, get on that. Someone mentioned H Bomber went to Japan recently, and my favorite thing is he tweeted uh, an image of him like all it's like a like a mall or something where it has like a bunch of Japanese restaurants, but then also Taco Bell, and of course he goes and gets Taco Bell, and he's like, I'm 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 having an authentic Japanese experience. Oh my god. <laughs> Naderall3776 says, any chance you guys could look into Gregory Horror Show? It's a good show to look into during the spooky holidays. Have any of you seen that? Yeah. I've seen a video about it. You can you no all go watch it. That's, there's no too many shows in the world to watch, you know? Yeah, we're all fucked. Yeah, that's a, that's a pan pizza classic. Anybody else like... see any questions? Could you put that on a shirt, Pan? Uh, question, when do you guys plan to do another movie commentary? Soon, yeah. please. We keep saying that we never do. What, what's the one we're gonna do? Uh, is is you picked in it? Because I was gonna pick a top the. I think I was gonna do Death Note. Yeah, we were gonna do Death oh. Note. That's right. We were gonna do the Death Note adaptation. Okay. I mean, I'll need to read the manga. How long is it? No, 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 no. Watch it as what it is. Just, just okay. enjoy it. What, like, okay. uh, well, because well, like again, I didn't really ever get to talk about the Death Note movie. Whoever we had on it was it. Adam or I hate everything. Adam, yeah, he hated that movie. I, my favorite thing about that is that like he ranted forever, and I kind of like had a little bit of a meltdown because I was so excited about talking about this shitty movie, you know. But mm. he kind of like hogged the whole thing, and then he went and spent another two hours complaining about it in his own video. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't his own video. It was somebody? Else. Oh. Adam, if you ever come on, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to let Izzy talk about the movie next time. No, no, no. And to be honest, like if if just for, just for clarity's sake, I actually just rediscovered him. Like actually started watching his videos, and absolutely, like I, I, I'm I'm waiting for the next one. I fucking love his videos. I don't hate him. I was just like yeah. really aggravated to talk about this shitty movie that I absolutely had a blast with, and he like sucked out all the fun, like a fucking vampire. Oh. Slorp. Oh, yeah. oh my God, Izzy! That was a very topical reference because it's Halloween. Oh, Crazy. you're right, vampire. Oh my God. If, um, if um, oh. we were gonna, if I was gonna pick one, uh, I already picked Freddy Got Fingered, but if I was gonna pick one again, I'd want Teen Titans: Trouble in Tokyo because that is we, some. I think, I think trash. it's. I think we have to do that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's like like, like people like you made the joke about pizza party in Tokyo, so like everybody's expecting us to do that one probably. Yeah. Like oh, can we legit? Hey, Pan. Hmm. Uh, hey, Sugar Daddy, can you us all to go to Tokyo together so we can <laughs> film on location? Oh, that's expensive. Use that YouTube money for good. Do a, do a Kickstarter. Oh. Also, um, Cody Kins one two three says 
question. Worst Halloween special, in your opinion? Hi, Cody. Michael Jackson's um, Halloween. That's true. Worst Halloween special. I gotta think about that. I'm not really that type. I don't, like, go on my way to, like, categorize nasty things. I tend to forget shitty stuff. Except for the yeah. death note. Yeah, me too. Unless it's, like, enjoyably bad. Otherwise, How about like, the Rocky just... Horror Picture Show? Uh, is that kind of Halloween special? I mean, is that shitty, though? Uh, it's so bad, it's good. Yeah, well, but that's, like, its own level of bad. Like, I feel like they're... I thought like... people legitimately enjoyed that movie. Like, it was a good movie. Uh, they they don't understand. They're enjoying okay. it. They they don't understand that they're enjoying it for a shitty movie. They're, the plot's awful. Um, the music's catchy. Okay. But it's, it's like, okay, no, worst movie I've ever seen is Shock Treatment, the sequel to Rocky Horror Picture Show. There's yeah, a sorry, sequel? There's a sequel? There's a sequel. Oh, you guys don't know about Shock no? Treatment? Okay, well, guess what? We're changing my movie because this movie was so fucking hard to watch. Okay, so Shock Treatment, it um, it's Bride and Janet after the events of Rocky Horror Picture Show. And they come home and they're married and Janet decides she's bored of being a housewife. So she takes him to watch this movie station. By the way, the entire movie takes place in a movie station. Like all of it sets for movies and shit. And um, she gets Brad incarcerated into an asylum and then starts dating his twin evil brother who owns the TV station. <laughs> I kid you not. And then it, it has uh, Brad and Janet are played by new actors. So they have like new actors playing previous characters, but previous actors coming back playing new characters. And there's literally a song. Please, Pan, find a way to uh, play this thing. But there's a song that all they do is just list um, uh, like appliances. Like blender, 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 something, something, something. What? The uh, fuck? I'm here. I'm gonna watch this later. This is amazing. Dear blender, you won't blend into the background unless in your oh, home. Won't you help the first defender or toaster? Top up the popularity ratings. Don't you put the burn on me? Look at this. Refrigerator. Why are we always sooner or later? Bitching in the kitchen or crying in the bedroom all night. Living on a night, I'm not making this shit up. The co- the comment section is like, you're, this is not real. It is real. And there's literally a time where Brad and his twin, evil twin brother, run into each other and like they fall down and have a psychic battle. Whoa. Where they're like <laughs> running around and then they sit down and staring at each other. Like during the psychic battle, they're like eating dinner. It is. It, uh, this, this and the sounds- only good song. The only good, and by the way, it is a true sequel written by the same person who made the first movie. Um, and, and the only song that's good in the whole thing is the little pink dress or little black dress. And it's just the time warp again, but about dresses. Snips, uh, it's, I watched it so fucking excited because I knew, I, I like, I love Hate Rock because of the whole trans thing and just a bunch of other stuff. And, like, I thought this movie was going to be, like, enjoyably bad. But I, I couldn't watch it in one setting. I legitimately had to stop it, go walk away, and then come back to it. <laughs> I that sounds like Love Never Dies, honestly. Like anybody know what that is, or did I just like... I don't. Okay. So Phantom of the Opera also had a sequel. Oh great. Called Love Never Dies. I'm not I don't know anything about Phantom of the Opera side of Lindsay Ellis's videos but she does a very good job explaining everything so like I feel like I can at least talk about some of the point plot points in the story regardless 
Um, Love Never Dies is about the Phantom starting like a carny circus. Oh my and god! He has a kid, and uh, Christine and Raul come back. It's a big hot fucking mess. <laughs> it's it's just like it's just like like imagine like a really shitty uh, straight to movie sequel, except it was on Broadway. He's in a carnival. He makes a carnival. He runs a carnival with a freak show. So. Oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah, it, it sounds as bad. It it sounds as bad as it is. See, but you're saying bad, but what I'm hearing is uh, carny content, and yeah, and that's it's that easy, like to get me in on it. Then just go watch Love and Never Dies. Then it's fine. I will. The, um, yeah. I think that I was talking about earlier. Sorry, I yeah. just found it. No, it's, it's called okay. Bitchin' in the Kitchen, which sounds like a great song mm. or by default by name alone. Interesting enough, it, it's a commentary on the fact that reality TV is bullshit before the reality TV wave hit. Mm-hmm. And it's also super anti-consumerism. So, like, it's more of a political message than an actual film. Wow, the worst type of movie. Uh, I think the worst Halloween special I've decided is the Alpha and Omega Halloween special. Oh, no. Wow. Anything Alpha and Omega is pretty <laughs> terrible. There's, like, 40 Which of those movies. called The Legend of the Sawtooth Cave. <laughs> Why are there so many Alpha and Omega movies? Because the furries are really into it. Yeah. Probably. Um, but that I think that would be the, the worst movie for the Halloween special. And then if we're just talking about general like worst movies that we also love, uh, Birdemic, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that's a pretty... Oh, actually, you just gave me my answer. Birdemic 2. Oh, yeah. Off, which is... It's not funny. It, the first one is hilarious. The second second one, not even like the so bad it's good parts, which were like made to be an intentionally good movie, are bad. They're just they're just insufferable. Yeah, because parts and and then there are parts where the producers like ha throw in like these funny little that aren't funny either. So it's like the most miserable experience I've ever had watching a sequel. And I spent like twenty thirty dollars on the DVD, and I was like, wow, thanks, I hate it. (laughs) Oh, here's a movie, uh, Dead Before Dawn. Have you guys seen that? No. Nope. Okay, so it's um, it's a horror comedy that like has like Christopher Lloyd in it randomly, and the first fifteen move first first fifteen minutes is literally one of the worst movies I've ever seen. But magically, after that point, all of a sudden the jokes start landing, and I really really enjoyed that movie. Like I thought it was really really funny. Um, the premise is that these uh, kids accidentally like set up a curse that brings zombies to life. But they create their own rules, and they just make a bunch of bullshit rules about it. Like, uh, if a zombie bites you, you turn to a zombie. But if you can seduce the zombie, they become uh, your slave. What? Uh, it's just, like, weird shit like that. This sounds um, like your perfect really movie, though. Would, okay, first of all, it's, it, it is... <laughs> I enjoyed it. I got it for, like, $5 at Walmart. Like, I knew, like, going into it, it was probably going to be bad. But, like, maybe my expectation was so fucking low but I loved it. Um, I recommend it. You know, if, if you guys don't have a thrift shop near you, Walmart is probably the next best uh, best place to find, like, bad movies because that's how I got the Smosh movie. We um, should do a commentary on that one, too, by the way. It's a really bad movie. It's not even relevant anymore. They broke up. Damn. I know, I know it's, not, it's not relevant, but is it, like, truly bad films last forever. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Love never dies. 
I one time I tried to buy uh, snakes on a plane for fifty cents at a big lots, and my mom told me that that was too much money and it wasn't worth it. And I think about that a lot. <laughs> like fifty cents, she was like, mm, "Still not worth that much money." Yeah. Your mom what, is worse. Have you seen snakes on a train? I haven't. But the thing is, is that snakes on a plane's main theme song of the credits is sung by my favorite pop punk bands. So oh, I'll you love that uh, yeah. you love Cobra Starship. Cobra, uh, well, I love Cobra Starship, but my actual my actual favorite is the is, and so oh. William Beckett is in that, and he has the best snakeskin boots I've ever seen. Uh, and like, I also love Cobra Starship, but but the Academy is was my all time favorite, and um, I listened to that song. Cobra still. Starship was like my favorite band when I was in high school. I still have a bunch of the Academy is shirts. I cried when I saw them in concert at their home, their reunion tour, and I think about it all the time. It's a good band. True Midwestern. Oh, you were also Midwest? I I I was uh I grew up in Louisville, Kentucky. Where did you say? Louisville, Kentucky? Yeah. I was uh Southern Indiana. Oh nice. Indiana. I'm in Indiana now. Where are you at? Uh, well, now I'm in California. Oh, fuck yeah. But I, yeah, I know. Sorry. I, but I grew up in Terre Haute, Indiana. Um, oh, shit. And, Terre Haute. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've driven by that multiple times. Never visited. Yeah. Oh. But I, hey, good question. Fin, Fanatic Fox's question. What's the weirdest thing you've seen at a thrift store? Oh, oh, I got an answer for this. It was a extra large, uh, like, wool sweater that had uh, fat Albert appliques all across the chest in a diagonal line to the bottom. Oh man! Well, shit! I can't beat that. Well, okay. <laughs> we found a prosthetic leg at the thrift store. Did you buy it? No, I don't want some weirdos leg leg what, what, leg stub juices all over that thing. No, thank you. Get that's out! That's not how legs just. That's not how leg stumps work. You fucking idiot! <laughs> I don't know. Oh, his leg sweat. Wash it off. His stub legs, sweat. Yeah, no number thanks. one. Number one. Someone... Number one, you can wash it. Number two, leg stumps don't like have pus or leak or anything unless they get cut. They're one like our, soldered. One of our friends works at a thrift store, and apparently somebody dropped like a, a grenade into one of the the donation boxes. It didn't explode, but it was just like, what the fuck? I looked at the, looked it up on I the hope, news. It turns out a lot of people do this. They just go to donation boxes and just put grenades in there, like deactivated grenades or like active ones. Active. Well, no, they don't. Not the one. Like, like with the pin still inside. I mean, you know. Oh well, fuck. Okay. Uh, Isn't that like considered an act of terrorism or something? Yeah. Here, just have a grenade. You'll you'll find use for it. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Seeing a lot of the questions, someone was trying to get us uh, to answer our favorite Halloween tradition. Staying uh, home, yeah, not any- doing anything. I don't have one anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like the Halloween's dead. We're all fucked. Uh, I watch over the garden wall. That's the November thing. That's not an October sh- show, you know. Uh, I mean, like it. It's a whole. I, I watch it for fall. Like I watched it like two weeks ago. Fall on oh, your ass. Really cool. uh, my friend of mine, uh, belly dances, teaches folklore and sex education. Hell yeah! Awesome. And um, so I was like, I was really stoked about watching this like modern fairy tale with her because like. She was able to like I and don't ask me I don't remember what she said because it's been I was drunk and there was a couple of nights just like a, you know it was like a couple of weeks ago but um she was just like pointing out all the lore that they incorporated from others like cultures and such it was really really neat mm-hmm. that's cool I I wanted to have like a viewing experience 
somebody who actually knows what they're talking like when like when me jim and every top of the fourth wall and i told him the budget and he got very angry <laughs> for, for wait is the budget like absurdly high or low there's like sixty thousand. Yeah, that's so low. Are you kidding? The budget me? for what? No, no, that's really high watch. for what you got from the movie. Yeah, you watch watch the movie and then wait, you wait. What did you say? I said okay. So, um, the budget was sixty three thousand dollars, uh, and the goal was uh fifty thousand. Wait so for what? I thought you said started for a shitty movie. movie. Yeah. Oh, I okay. I'm sorry. I thought you said that that was the budget for Over the Garden Wall, and I was like, there's no fucking way. No, we moved on. We we're talking about okay. Other Sorry, my bad. No, Nolan likes to talk about this really shitty movie called The Top of the Fourth Wall because it has an internet creator in it, and um, <laughs> it's literally the worst movie I've ever seen. Like, it's really, really bad, leave, and he made us watch it twice. Leave me alone. <laughs> like, we had a pizza party at MomoCon, but it was just a trick to get everyone to watch the movie. I, I'm I'm really upset I couldn't get... Uh... Everybody from Brain Scratch and uh, POS and Roundtable. Oh, well, we got Roundtable. Never mind. We got Roundtable to watch it, but nobody else did because <laughs> they were all cowards and left early. Oh, and my we... favorite thing about Roundtable right now is the fact that we almost had them. We were going to record last week because half the cast, half of us were at New York. And uh, the one time we were going to let them on the podcast, they're cursed never to be on this podcast. Just throwing this out there. Yeah, because you guys wouldn't fucking respond. And then by the time. Uh, Kevin was like, I do not feel well at all to record. And we were like, God damn it. Well, even if we responded clearly, he would have, uh, yeah. he would have like been yeah. too sick. Yeah. Keep telling yourself that punk fiend scoundrel. Okay. I, monster. I just think it's funny. It's, it's, it's like the dangling cheese of our friendship. Also, also, um, speaking of curses, two hurricanes have uh, made their way ever since I moved in here. So just leave that. I leave that with you all. Am I cursed or am I not? You decide. Probably am. You're not cursed. You're fine. I'm just bad luck. No one. I'm. I'm cursed. If we're gonna talk about like people being cursed here, I. I mean, I told you about my like horrible week where like my car got impounded. I lost my sixth wallet, and then I got another ticket on top of that, and then I lost my keys all in one week. Mm -hmm. That shit happens to me all the time. No. Yeah. No. I feel that. I feel that. We'd be cursed out here. We're both cursed, yeah. Yeah, it's I, true. I don't, I don't participate in the oppression Olympics. If you're cursed, then we're oh, both that's not what together. I, so, yeah, that's not what I meant. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So is that all for the podcast? Yeah, I'm um, done with ending it there. Yeah, let's uh, let's take it out back, Lenny style, and just pop a cap in the back. Yeah. All right. So it's my favorite reference to make, just of mice and men. Just <laughs> I'm a terrible human being. Anyway. Go ahead, Pan. Yeah, well, that is the end of the podcast because I'm tired and want to sleep. So, um, who are you, people? Uh, Nolan, and this I'm is Izzy. Izzy. Yep. And our guest, would you like to plug stuff? Whatever. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, I'm Emrys, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Borishu underscore art. I talk to people a lot on Twitter, so if you like talking, I'm there. But don't bring your drama because I'm not into it. Um, other than that, I like doing like art about punks and being queer and my dumb jobs i don't know what else to say but that's me i still don't know who you are bear facts huh i still don't know who you are that's okay uh if you just anyone who wants to be friends with me just come to me with your best fact about bears uh the animals preferably but like i'm cool with the the gay ones too but like come at me with bear facts yeah 
and uh, that's the best way to get my interest. So they also appreciate bear boar. So. I no, that's not. I mean, please, I mean, when I, I sh- when I showed you the bear boar, you were you, you just were like, <sighs> well, actually, this is not anatomically correct at all, and you started like critiquing it. And I, yeah, please I don't. Show this, I show this for a shock <laughs> joke, and you're here like taking it at face value and that's the end of the podcast (laughs) thank you one more thing ratchet extreme six asked when will we meet at another convention guys i could suggest you okay never mind yeah we we quit this last podcast now um if you guys want us at pot if you want us at conventions highly recommend if if you want us at a local convention or something message to convention and make like a campaign or something just like hey we would love to have these people they're open to coming to conventions if they're invited so yeah so basically just just bug convention just bug no convention. don't say it like that all right bye gamers bye. Man needs to sleep it it's his betty by time good night yeah. hello bye. <laughs>